Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's the Drink Talking with the Thinking Drinkers, Ben McFarland and Tom Sandon, and Mistress of Wine, Sam Caporn. All the booze, news and views, from absinthe to Zinfandel, popping your cork since July 2017. A very warm welcome from us here at It's the Drink Talking. I'm Sam Caporn, aka the Mistress of Wine, and I'm joined by the Thinking Drinkers. To my immediate right, I've got Tom. Hello. Hi, Sam. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. And I've also got Ben. Hello, Sam. Hello, Tom. How are you all guys all doing? <laughs> I'm all the better for seeing you, Ben. We're very good. There's something I haven't told you about. I went to Buckingham Palace Garden Party. What? Did you? Yeah. Who do you think you are? Why did you go there? Well, actually, I was a plus one with my mum. Oh, that's nice. yeah. what was she yeah. doing there? She's important. Charitable Good Works, yeah. air yeah. ambulance, up and coming. No way. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, <laughs> air ambulance, up and coming? I don't know. She told me that. She does some charity work, volunteer work for the air ambulance. And I guess they were approached to see if they wanted to nominate anyone to attend the garden party. Oh. And um, she was nominated, attended and took myself. Wow, that's yeah. very nice, isn't it? Yeah. Can you can you handle a chopper like your mum? <laughs> she doesn't get in the planes. No. Or the helicopters. Or the helicopters. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, no, she just shakes a tin outside Waitrose. Oh, right. That's what it is. Yeah. And um, we're going up in the world mm. and down. Now, what Wait, do they serve mm. in terms of booze at the Buckingham Palace Garden Party? Uh-uh. Mm. What you don't know? Nothing. What? Oh. It was dry. Oh. It was totally dry. You had a choice of basically iced coffee, tea, apple juice, or water. Okay. Well, that's, that's not fine. a party. No, no, that's no, fine. If that's what they decided to do. Yeah, I kind of thought we might get. Yeah, I thought we might get a glass of fizz, but um, no. Uh, Apparently, at state functions, mm. they still serve in Buckingham Palace and under government. Mm. Up until recently, it might have changed with the rise of English wine, but they still serve French wine. Yeah, often claret. Why are we giving the stinking French a leg up? Foreign muck. Oh, because <laughs> if you imagine, if that was Paris, they wouldn't dream of serving any know? kind of alcohol that's not made within their borders. 
Mm. Tattinger, Champagne Tattinger just planted vines in uh, England. I well, saw right, that, which is, which is mm. good good for so them. So the first uh, Champagne House has actually planted vines in the UK. Um, Cynical move. But Brexit. no, they, 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 do, they do serve... Um, English wines? English fish, particularly English fish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Oh, okay, um, that's good. Yeah, the, the, but the do they serve English ones. beer, British beer? I've, I doubt well, it. Well, having not attended these state banquets, I can only testify to that which yeah, I attended, which yeah. was the garden party. And Ben's uh, vehemence about something he doubts is all. Yeah. I think you'll find actions. if you listen to any phone in <laughs> on a radio station, people get very angry about stuff that they're ignorant of. Indeed, oh. but they are phone <laughs> rather than host. Okay. <laughs> but I'm going to get angry about it well, because do, everyone gets angry about French, stuff. But, you know, no, I like the fr- I love French. I French wine. You should I think say it's that great, but not the French people, yeah. though. <laughs> no, I'm half French. Well, sort of a bit French. No, you're not. Oh, I am. My mum's half French. Uh, Is she? Yeah. Which part of me do you think is <laughs> French? The smallest part. Yep. <laughs> Massive nose. <laughs> so I'm. Was that a spit or swallow, or was it just no, a general No, it's just anecdote? an anecdote. Well, right. Now I'm wishing I'd use it as much. <laughs> so basically, I'm doing my spit or swallow. My spit is the fact that wine and all alcohol has calories in it, mm. which means as the summer is upon us and the annual pressure to get in swimwear. Are you beach body ready? That's a matter for personal opinion. I can't really say. I'd say borderline. Okay. Being better, being worse. But unfortunately, because of this pressure to be in a swimsuit, I'm having to cut down how much I drink mm. because of the calories in my wine. You don't now, have to. You don't have to let media pressure yeah. make you feel that way. You drink what you like. I think you look great. I yeah. don't think you need to um, worry uh, about it. Thanks, boys. But yeah, the reality is, did you know that a large glass of wine by which I mean 250 mil, with an ABV of about 13%, is similar to an ice cream or two fish fingers. I can't believe you've brought us back to fish fingers, Sam. It's a regular for podcast listeners, those who tune in regularly. We are often talking about fish fingers. An ice cream is the same as fish fingers. That's well, I think it depends how many scoops you had. Okay. I mean, you're basically mm. looking at a couple of hundred calories. So if you shared a bottle of wine on a Thursday night, you know, you are looking at a good 300 calories. I don't feel that that's <clears throat> too dramatic. I would equate having a large glass of wine With a as bar. a treat yeah. in the same way as having an ice cream. And a, as an adult, my treat would be a glass of wine, whereas my three-year-old would have I'd the, go the, the ice, ice cream. cream. But it's more like if you went out to dinner party on Saturday night and, you know, packed away a bit more than that. Yeah, I guess that's where you... you that's where you yeah. can come a bit okay, unstuck. Think, think about... The amount of times you've gone out, had a few drinks, and then done some disco dancing. Yeah. Bans yeah. off a lot of calories. Yeah, that's true. That Running away really... from police. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sexy time. <laughs> Very rarely sexy had time. sexy time sober. Really? Did you burn that many? Really? I don't know. No, I mean, well, it's a minute. No. <laughs> <laughs> Three times. And so on and so forth. Yeah. They're uh, sitting outside my neighbour's house with binoculars. <laughs> and, uh, that doesn't burn that many. No. No. Gardening. Gardening. <laughs> gardening. Why did you do inverted commas? I was going to say horizontal gardening. Oh, I see, I see. Or uphill. But I thought we'd come at that. Yeah, 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 that is, yeah. that's it. Same territory. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't want to be repetitive. But that was it. In a nutshell, I just... The growing realisation that booze has got calories in and it's a bit mm. gutting. And did you know what? If you want to limit your calorie intake with booze, you need to basically enjoy lower alcohol wines mm. because... Alcohol weighs in at seven calories a gram 
whereas carbs, sugar, are only four calories a gram. So counterintuitively, um, it's actually better to have a lower alcohol wine that's slightly sweet. Because the alcohol is actually more fattening than the sugar. So a good thing to drink, if people are wanting to get beach ready, is fizz. Like Prosecco is only 11%, so that's quite low alcohol. Champagne's around 12.5. Or like a nice light German Riesling can be about 9 or 10. So you can still enjoy your your wine, but just low alcohol. And drink less but better, but also exercise regularly and watch your diet generally, I think, Mm. is a a holistic approach. And I think the things that really add on the calories whilst you're drinking are the snacks you would have Mm. with, if you're going to be drinking a nice glass of wine, of an evening, quite often nice there'll be... Nice olive or some nuts. Nuts and olives. <laughs> I love nuts. I think about nuts. <laughs> Do you know the fattiest Nourishing. drink you can order in a pub? Mm. Do you know the fattiest drink? Ooh. Gin um, and tonic. No. Yeah. Gin not and many. tonic? A gin tonic is riddled with calories. Oh, it's really Yeah, so but if that's you... That's what I had a gin and tonic last night. Decanter. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, Slimline takes, brings it right down. But it tastes shit. Yes. I would rather not have a gin and tonic um, at all. A whiskey and water is a good thing to mm. have. Neat but, gin. I have neat gin. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, yeah, I've started having yeah. some That's martini, devastated me. Gin and tonic. I no. thought clean spirits, you no. know, tonic. Mm. Oh, that just it's it full looks, of sugar. Just because it looks innocent. Oh, it's got a, piece it's of a wolf in sheep's clothing. No, it's got a nice bit of cucumber or lime. Mm. And but yeah, I mean, a glass of champagne is only around 120 calories. Okay. Same as a coffee. I know what I'd rather have. Bloody yeah, hell. but there are lots of health benefits to sure. drinking. In moderation. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. beer being my thing. Beer's full of vitamin uh, B. Got to put lots of potassium, which keeps you yeah. regular. Like bananas. Good. Yeah, and what yeah. about um, general um, calories over the course of the day? So how many calories should you be looking to intake? So women... The about 3,000, two, 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 Only 2,000, that's the thing. So, so that's so, quite a big chunk, And men of two and a half. So, yeah, so if you're having a glass, a large glass of wine, that's a tenth of your... But you mm. know what? Life short is to be enjoyed, as you guys were saying. You know, mm. drink less. Drink I tell you what, better. you could do. Mm. You, could, you know, there's that marathon in is it the Medoc marathon? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Where you run, run twenty six miles and drink wine. That <laughs> does look hilarious. I'm glad you yeah. pulled that number out there, Ben. Yeah. Twenty six miles mar- marathon. That's, yeah, um, I don't know, twenty three, twenty. Yeah, well, <laughs> same as all marathons. You know, it's in France, <laughs> and they always dicking around with kilometres miles and down a lot. And the Medoc marathon, which then brings me to my swan. Follow, which mm. is if you are trying to drink less mm. but drink better, then the best thing you done it is worth trading up and spending a bit more on your <sighs> bottle of wine. This is a good one for me because I can see on your uh, advert thing there in front of you mm. four ninety nine, which is definitely the price point for the wine I would select. So, are you being serious? Well, a little bit, a little bit. My favourite thing is to see a ten pound bottle of wine cut in half because no one's buying it. I think you should never pay less than twice your age for a bottle of wine. Well, that's very good. As you get older, very good for you, Ben. As you get older, you go affluent. Well, I'm not going to be spending, you know, fifty pounds on a bottle of wine. (laughs) Very good, Sam. <laughs> um, no, that's just something I can't I was, do I was the maths. Yeah. So, are you twelve? No. Hang on, no, hang on. Um, anyway, right, so basically, I was in a majestic the other week, and they have admittedly a slightly out of date sign talking about finding your sweet spot. And um, <laughs> oh dear. So basically, so also I just quickly finish what you were saying, Tom. Mm. You know those promos are largely a load of bollocks. So mm. if you have like a nine ninety nine wine that's then sliced in half. 
the liquid in that wine is worth the promoted price. Mm. You know, they put it on the shelf for like a month and then they can say that's the price it is and they can make it look expensive by getting nice glass putting a nice label on it and you know the punt underneath the bottle yeah. you know if you put a nice deep punt in it that you know makes the wine <laughs> so back to your sweet spot i'm not being you stick your thumb in i'm not yeah. being hoodwinked by you know the depth of someone's punt i am still no, i am tricks. still driven by price when it comes to buying okay. wine in the supermarket i think because if I was going to buy my wine and care about it, I'd buy it online through the Wine Society and I'd, I'd actually or read into to, yeah. it a little bit. I mean, more. A couple of retailers are available. They are, but that's a very good one and I'm <laughs> oh, a member. Right. So, yeah. you, know. oh, so you must have seen me in one of their offices. Yes, I am well aware of your work. Basically, the Wine Society are brilliant. You do need to um, be a member and pay to join. But because they're a um, not-for-profit cooperative, that you know the wines are really reasonably priced, yeah, the buyers yeah. are great, and the wines are genuinely really, really good. But some of the promos in supermarkets are worth keeping an eye on. These run all the time, 25% off when you buy six or more bottles. So I zoomed in yesterday, bought 12 bottles. So I just stocked up on beers, I've stocked up on the Brangelina Rose, and I bought some really nice reds. Because we take 25% off things like that you need to look out for when the wines are genuinely on promotion. Okay. Um, and I well, suggest just, just to go back to that Brangelina thing. I don't want mm. to get too sort of Hello Magazine about this, but what is going to happen with that well, brand? It's, well, it's called Chateau Miravel for a start, so and it's just... um, I guess it's their property in the south of France. It's got vineyards. It's made by the Perrin family, a very well-known uh, winemaking family. And I guess one of them will keep it, or mm. they'll sell it, and mm. and the wine will get. I'm so sad. I feel sorry for Well, him. he probably won't say, they probably say, Brad, don't take the, the booze. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. Take the grapes. Yeah, don't, but take the booze. He won't be drinking his own supply, so um, he might be a good person to run that business. So I'm going to move this back to what I was talking about, which is why it's worth paying more for your wine, because, as you can see in my little chart here, if you bought a £4.99 bottle of wine you got packaging delivery costs and margin this all courtesy of the majestic um thing uh, you got vat at 20 percent. you've got duty which has now gone up to two pound 16 on a bottle of wine yikes which means Ooh. in a four pound 99 bottle of wine you've got roughly 39 pence of that is actually wine yeah uh, but if you bought a £9.99 bottle of wine, the fixed costs remain exactly the same and the wine goes from 39p to £2.77, yeah. which is still pretty tiny. Mm. If you're spending £2.77, then that's got a bit of TLC going into yeah. it. Mm. I've recently decided to up, go even higher than 10 See, I Have think you? that to me that's a mental barrier yeah. for me. I've just pounds. crossed it. How is it on the other side? Well, we'll see when my husband more looks at his Amex card yesterday <laughs> after my trip to, to Sainsbury's. You're spending more money, <laughs> yeah. less, um, less on the kids. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I've just decided to try and drink only on Fridays and Saturdays. Okay. And drink really nice wine. Yeah, that's a nice That's approach. a good... That's do you keep within your 14 units a week? Well, I have to say, I did have to go to, to the, the hospital the other week for, for something. <laughs> okay. And they asked me about, not There's the clinic, and they did ask me about my drinking. They said, and how much do you drink a week? And I said, oh, I don't know, like 12 glasses a week, something mm. like that. And she literally just blinked a couple of times and went, oh, that's, that's quite a lot over your, you know, yeah. how much we have. And so I thought, you know what, you know, I'm marching into, well, I've marched into middle age. And as I'm marching further no. into it. How old are you? Uh, 
and so on and so forth, <laughs> ladies. Um, yeah. I thought, you know, I'm just going to really embrace your guys' mantra. Oh, oh well, 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 as in, yes, drink less, drink better. But yeah. I do think that the 14 units a week are... A bit ridiculous. Yeah, we're the only country in yeah. Europe where it's the same for men and women. Yeah. Um, What's that all about? And what my old man does, he has AFDs. What's that? Which sounds bad. Yeah. But it's not. It's an alcohol-free day. Oh. So he will have yeah. on-off, on-off. Yeah. And I think that works. Mine used to be Monday, Tuesday, well. Wednesday. Mm. AFDs. I just yeah. don't drink really anymore. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> But on that note, we are taking a short break and then we are going over to the boys for a tasting with Ben and then Tom will be delivering his legend of liquor. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Tom Sandham from The Thinking Drinkers, and you are listening to It's The Drink Talking. Welcome back, listeners. So now we have Bim and Ben. Thank you very much. With some, I've got to say, I'm quite excited about your tasting day. I'm not going to ruin what we're looking at, but all I can say, I've got a little thirst on. Yes, we are going to take a journey, ladies and gentlemen, to the land of Erinsborough High, Alf's Bait Shop, Stefan Dennis, Flathead Fisher, <laughs> Pippa's Caravan Park. Soaps. No, Australia. 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 Down Under. That was the theme, was it? Yep. All of those are Australian icons. Flaming Galah. (laughs) Flaming Galah, rack off. We've established this Australia. (laughs) And we're going to be tasting some Australian beers. There are what? Foster's Forex, Ben. Well, well done for setting the scene appropriately there, Tom, because... Yes, we do associate Australian beer with being a bit bland. Um, Michael Jackson, not the uh, <laughs> not the uh, baby um, swinging <laughs> dead baby singer. Swinging? You know, he, used to, he hung what? a baby out of a window. Oh, he do you remember? Did. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. The, the child yes. anecdote you were going no, with No, I'm not treading carefully there. This is not a podcast but with he big said, pockets for the lawyers. No. So let's not um, go down that road. So no, Michael for- Jackson is a very famous beer writer. And he once said, the more macho, muscular and tanned a society, the blander its beers. 
see Australia. <laughs> Did it really? Yeah. That was in the 80s, so that would run true back then. And that was when Australia beer was at its, possibly one of its lowest points. It was, yeah, kind of beer that's great on a summer's day to sort of slug back and doesn't taste of anything. And Foster's and Carl's Main Forex, all these very easy drinking lagers. Got came a question. Across. Go on, go okay, on. Okay, so I used to work in a bar, the Watson's Bay Hotel. They don't like a head-on. No, they don't like a head-on their beer. Aussies, no. And we're coming from England, where you like... Somewhere well, in, in, in the north, no, no, no. it's a regional thing here. Where is it the other way around? In the north, we like a bit of a head traditionally, and in the south, yeah. this is in, in Britain. Well, we've we talked about head on, oh, is it? on this yeah, podcast yeah. before, didn't but we? But is it the other way around? The, the they like they like a big head. one, or they don't like one. Well, I, the Aussies. I mean, they wouldn't have had great head retention on those beers you're talking about, would they, Ben? I mean, that's the no. thing. They wouldn't get good head in Australia with those beers, and they probably would have been complaining about the head they were getting. They it would have been Flathead well, Fisher. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Mrs. Mangle. That was then and this is now, and there are some great beers. Mm. The beer market got to a stage over there where it was so bland, and then people started experimenting more with food and then you have the wine culture which is oh, very yeah, very yeah, rich yeah. over there very and then, rich and lovely one, lovely wines and for ages the sort of the most flavoursome beer in Australia was Cooper's yeah Cooper's was, Pale Ale yeah mm. for ages that was kind of seen as the sort of stalwart yes the jewel in the crown um, but now there's lots more going on historically the the first brewer to really set up a brewery in Australia was a guy called James Squire and he was a convict and do you know what he was sent to Australia for doing? Oh, I tried to think. Uh, um, stealing an orange. Not far off. Okay, so it was theft. It was theft. Theft of underwear from a washing <laughs> No. <line>. <laughs> okay. No, no. I don't think that's a crime. Stole a dog. Stole a dog. She's got a medal. It's a pursuit. It's a hobby. He would just do it. Yeah. For kicks. He was charged and convicted for... Stealing chickens with menace. <laughs> with menace. There's yeah. the key to that. Did he do it with a massive knife in his hand? Because that's pretty unpleasant. If you're going to steal a chicken, do it nicely. Mm. <laughs> you know when they first... Yeah, come, yeah. Come, come, yeah, chicken, come, chicken, chicken, chicken. I'd go, yeah, I'd do that. I'd go... Uh, like that. Do you know when those people first got to Australia that rum was the biggest yes. drink? And oh. you could buy a wife. Sam, you'll be mm. interested in this. I could have bought you as my wife for a barrel full of rum. A so barrel? Yeah. Bargain. I mean, doesn't sound like a great deal, does it? <laughs> yeah. You had to buy... Which way round? Well, I don't know what you well, mean. Which way? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it depends how good the rum you is. You two mm. to give her back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Please take my wife. <laughs> um, don't take mine. She's beautiful. I love her. Yes. So, anyway. That's a roundabout way of saying that you might think Australian beer is bad, but it's not very good. And we're going to be tasting two mm. um, right. two Australian beers. <clears throat> we were quite dismissive of the uh, ubiquitous style that the Australians, the ruts they'd got into. But let's be fair, in that climate, that is just the sort what of beer drink? I want to drink. Mm, absolutely. And I, I don't, because it was produced on a huge scale and perhaps the palate had dulled over time and they weren't really interested in massive flavours, I still would have thought that even now we're not looking for massive flavour, are we here, Ben? It's not going to be we don't want to be overwhelmed with dark, heavy beers. No, but that's you don't have to brew sort of very sort of easy drinking beers for them to be refreshing there is a wide range of styles that the Australians do that are refreshing. I think it's a bit of a cliche to suggest that Every day in Australia, people are walking around in flip-flops. 
having Barbies. Or maybe it's not. I've never been. <laughs> you <laughs> could have been to Australia. Oh, I mean, no, I've never I'll been. Tell you what. I have no desire to go there whatsoever. It sounds oh, ghastly. I tell you what, it's probably not that much of a cliche in the desert. Well, which I'm just... <laughs> the country's made up for. Yeah, I know. So, I All right, say... but you'd treat your own wee wee if you were in the desert. No, uh, no. Okay, so the first beer we're going to try is from a, a very sort of up-and-coming brewery called Pirate Life. And mm. it was started by a couple of chaps who worked at Brewdog in mm. Scotland. One was from Perth, one from the Barossa Valley. Mm. And they were brewing together. There, They're working together. They actually lived together up in Aberdeen, or near Fraserburgh, which is near Aberdeen, where Brewdog was based, where it gets musky. Sounds like an Australian town, doesn't it? Fraserburgh. Fraserburgh. Yeah. yeah, mate. <laughs> We are. They're all looking for TV careers as yeah. impressionists. So you can tell those actors um, are all great, aren't they? <laughs> and they got together, and obviously, after spending a lot of time in Scotland, thought, let's go Goodbye. home. <laughs> um, and they came up with the idea of going back and setting up a brewery, and they went to Adelaide. Oh, I love Adelaide. Adelaide. Now, I've, I great remember, I tried to look on... Good wine region. And great wine, I yeah. tried to look online about Adelaide. It's a really lovely place because it's not that big and it's easy, just the central bit's really easy to it's navigate around. It's called a 20-minute city, apparently. Oh, is it? For yeah, that reason. You, yeah. And it's got the central area and it's got some really lovely pubs slash hotels and really great restaurants and you're near the sea and you're near all the wine regions. Nice. It's, it's not like Sydney, which is quite big and swanky. It's definitely like a... Neighbourhood. Yeah, yeah, so it's quite smaller, funky. Well, I've got more facts on Adelaide, which I've looked up. Yeah. Did you know that it's the capital of South Australia? Yes. Okay, good. It's historically been a hub of free spirited and free thinking people, and also free settlers. The people that first arrived in Adelaide were not shackle dragging convicts, oh. they were actually free. And they thought, well, if they're all good, well behaved people, we're not going to have to build a prison or have a police force. Mm. The so they did The first people who were in Australia, of course, were the Aborigines. Yes, yeah, but, but we'll admit, you know. Let's try not to brush over them. No, no, well, I'm coming on to that because oh, they're quite open, open-minded about that. Because they didn't have a police force mm. or a prison, which then in turn did attract criminals because you would, would, wouldn't you? I mean, <laughs> yeah. if you're going to go and burgle a house. have got somewhere to live. Yeah. So uh, Adelaide was the first place to abolish sexual and racial discrimination, uh-huh. the first to do away with capital punishment, the first to recognise Aboriginal land rights, and the first to give women voting rights. Okay, the last one's not that good. No. Um, also, <laughs> interestingly, it's also the first Watch place it. to legalise nude swimming. Have you done nude swimming? Who hasn't? I would be a bit worried about a shark in the sea if I had a dodger, though. Yeah. Too much. Um, and also, Adelaide has the highest number of adult shops per capita. Adult what, shops? In, yeah. Oh, I love an adult it shop. Can't. Just big, big, Adelaide. Big How many? Uh, 5.22 per thousand people. 100,000 people. It's oh. not that many, isn't it? I never saw one though. Mm. Well, I wasn't looking. Wow, well, yeah, hard enough. <laughs> but anyway, Pirate Life—they uh, do. Um, Arr. Arr. Where'd you buy Argos? Argos. <laughs> They've started bringing it mm. back to the UK. Fruity. And now this is their. Good this head. is. I got a lot of their beers. They do a great double IPA in a big can. All their beers are cans. Where did you get it from? I bought it from Mason and Company. What's which that? is a bar in Hackney, and they mm, have a little fridge. Yeah. It's a lovely bar, actually. Yeah, Hackney. Yeah. 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 Should boys. go down there. Yeah. They've got good wines in there as well, and they actually and it doesn't I'll feel like a, it doesn't feel like a craft beer bar. 
It's a really nice, light, bright well, this space. Is like, this is my kind of beer. Now, this it's is very refreshing. Let me talk about it. Shut up. You're the one who's talking about, about Adelaide. Yeah. <laughs> just talk about no, the No, I'm beer. just setting the People scene. People tuned in. This is the geography podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> Give that. us a beer. Uh, Look, analysis. If, well, they might fly us out there. <laughs> right. Okay, so they make lots of lovely beers, but this is wonderful. It's mm. called uh, Throwback RPA. Is it uh, really? Yeah, it's called Throwback IPA, and the idea is a session IPA. Show me so, the can. There you go. Love it's smashing cans. And it is brewed oh, yeah. with these are the aroma hops used Crystal, Cascade, and Simcoe. Best before 2013. <laughs> <laughs> no. also, sorry, can I try quickly? So, going back to my calorie and alcohol thing, mm. can I say how much it pleases me to see a beer that's 3.5%? Exactly. My husband will be yeah. over the moon. I'm yeah. going to get him some of this. As we've touched upon before, brewing a beer with lots of flavour, lots mm. of bitterness, and lots of balance at such a low ABV mm. is very, very difficult. Mm. That is the holy grail. And so what they've done here, they've used a lot of aromatic hops at the end of the brewing process, which gives it its lovely aroma. Yeah. Um, but there's still... Citrusy, would There's still say? a lot of bitterness very citrusy, in there, yeah. They've obviously put enough hop at the beginning in to give you yeah, a so it's got nice it really hangs together and like the other beers quite a nice deep colour yeah and bear in mind this is coming from Australia mm. they bring it over on a ship on a ship yeah and it's held up very well I'm um, going to just listeners this is a visual but on the top of the can if you do happen to buy it they've got these lovely little emojis almost <gasps> of, of what's oh, that's in, too cute. in the can and that is very clever because it really simplifies Maris Otto. all the ingredients and yep, so uh, they use crystal that's a lovely what is touch. crystal actually you can get crystal more, and there is a hop called crystal as well and mm. not crystal but they're meth. talking about the grain there yeah it's hence a the little picture of a rather than a pipe. grain hmm. Let the expert tell us as <laughs> he looks, listeners, at the oh. can. <laughs> he knows so much about no. Adelaide and so little about the beer. Shit. <laughs> what? And now we get to see an insight into Ben's brain. Oh, God. <laughs> what? You've just said all the wrong ingredients. No, 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 I haven't. No, I haven't. Wait, yes. but we're still squabbling. Right, anyway, <laughs> it's really good stuff, and it's one of a few Aussie beers you can get over here, but one of the best ones. Is it ones. not available in the supermarket? I think it might well be. You can certainly get it online at places like uh, mm. Beers of Europe and things like that. But um, they're bringing in a range of different beers, and it's all very good. So anyway. <laughs> I really like that. I love Thank it. Thank you 3. for percent. That's going to be my summer beer. It's Pirate very life easy. into my life. It's light and it's refreshing, Ben. Yes. And I, my point about them drinking light and refreshing beers is not that they don't have to have character or they're dull beers. I just think in a hot climate, you don't necessarily want a lot of stouts. So does it follow that the new Australian wave of brewing, although they are experimental and innovative and, and embracing lots of different European styles, actually the popular ones are the ones that so you, the lighter you want ones. Yeah, but it's the same yeah. everywhere, really. Everyone talks and about why is it called Session? Because, because you can have a Session, you can, you can drink right a lot of it. Session, right, right. Session. Mm. Yeah, Delicious. Good. Now, the other beer we're going to try is more well-known. Oh, it's a classic. It's called Little Creatures Pale Ale. Now, this was... Oops. One of the sort of trailblazers of the Australian craft beer scene. Now, the, the guys that make this were inspired by mm. a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale in California, and they use similar hops. They used Chinook hops and Cascade hops, and Cascade gives it a mm. lovely. We know Cascade great well, don't we? Yeah. yeah, a lot of Americans. Yeah, using it and little creatures. Hop. It's unpasteurized. It's brought over here in refrigerated ships, so it's kept cool. They do all the right things, and it is a 
great beer. A oh, really lovely. good classic. What do you prefer, summer. that or the pirate life? Well, there's not quite so much bitterness to that. It's a bit. This is lighter, richer, isn't this, it? What this one? Yeah, I think it's got a bit more maltiness to it rather than the bitter hop. I think maybe because we've had it after that. To me, it's lighter. It's definitely more refreshing. The other one's maybe more characterful and orangey, but this is definitely awful. It's hot. I'd rather sink a quick half a pint of the little creatures. Yeah. As a refreshing drink. What's the alcohol in that one? Definitely. Though? It is. Bit the more. alcohol on this is, uh, yes, it is a bit more. And it, I think it was 5.2. It might be worth For me, it's a bit sweeter. It's, it doesn't have that dry snap to it, which the. Yeah. Well, I think you'll find what's, what, what they um, show is that the way that the, the trends have gone with craft beer or artisan beer, whatever you want to call it, when this would have come out of. Back in the 90s, it would have been a massively flavoursome alternative to their taste-alike yeah. lagers. Yeah. But now it tastes quite mainstream and quite mellow compared to the sort of snappy yeah, bitterness and aromatic beers. Because our palates are changing. They are. Mm. But it's one of those beers that sort of, you'd see it for a while and it would disappear and it's had different people bring it in. But now there seems to be continuity of supply. And it's coming in and it's tasting in good nick. So That's very lovely. good. So other couple of Aussie beers or Kiwi beers as well. Um Yeasty Boys. Do, Are they Kiwis? Uh, yeah, Kiwis and Abru and the Lions. They deserve their own spin off, don't they? Oh, yeah. We do Kiwis just, next. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's the same I place, so. isn't it? Really? Ha. And what about Eddie? He's making Yeah, my mate Eddie, Altitude Brewing. Yeah. Any Australians or Kiwis listening, go and drink his beer. Bit of a scene down there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, down I in Queenstown. Do, do a whole kiwi Give special. Them. Special. Okay. We can have perhaps we could drink them with some fresh and chops. There we are. Thank you, Ben. Excellent. Thanks, Ben. I really enjoyed those two beers, particularly like the little creatures, and I enjoy the little sweet little cherub drinking the beer on the bottle. Ah. Oh. Oh. Right, Tom. You are up next. Do you want to introduce us and the listeners to what your legend of liquor is? Please? I shall. My legend of liquor today is a man called William of Orange. He was a Dutchman, but he was also an English king. And the Dutch are very important in respect to one spirit, gin. The Dutch gave us gin. And they gave us lots of things, of course, that we appreciate today. Don't we, Ben? Tulips. Absolutely. Tulips. Clogs. Yes. Ovens. Clogs. The Cruyff turn. The Dutch oven, yes. That's what you're referring to there, Winks. isn't it? Dutch um, wings. Decent cigarettes, a reason to window shop, then. And they gave us the word booze. They gave us the word booze. A derivative of medieval Dutch word boosen. Meaning? To drink heavily. Yeah, so, huh. yeah. And they gave us guts, because during the Thirty Years' War, the British fought with the Dutch, and before they went into battle, the Dutch would give the British soldiers a shot of their spirits, their juniper oh, spirit, and this gave Dutch them courage. the balls. And it gave us Dutch courage, yes, nice. Sam. So there you go. So they gave us that. But most of all, they gave us gin. Uh, juniper was an ingredient in lots of strong waters or spirits that travelled from Italian scholars in the 13th century all the way through Europe. The French loved using juniper for various medicinal reasons, but mostly they put it in their drinks for after dinner because it was believed to settle the stomach. Now, we've touched on how it was also used to fight off the plague and things like that. And the Dutch were the first really to make it a commercial success, this Geneva, they called it, Haneva. And William of Orange, his role in this story, well, uh, he was born in 1650, so around the time these juniper spirits were coming about. And uh, by the 1680s, he was the sovereign prince of Orange and chief magistrate of the United Provinces of the Netherlands. The Netherlands. 
Despite some rough and tumble with the English during the Franco-Dutch War, Dutch-Franco War, I'm not sure which one comes first, he got married to Mary, the English heir. And Mary was actually his cousin. And no questions were asked there. It was a it's still legal time. to marry your cousin. You can, is it? Is yeah. it? Okay. Just... Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought second cousin. I just didn't think you could do. I uh, know you could do your cousin. Okay, and at the time the English were trying to get rid of James II, they kicked him out, and they accepted a Dutchman to the throne. Now, I mean, back then and indeed now, <laughs> quite controversial to accept uh, someone. We've had who Germans can... on the throne. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, I can tell you that. <laughs> A rich vein of comedy right there, Ben. But it was a bit controversial, and uh, you can imagine the sort of Middle England tabloid hacks getting on, on his back. But he did something very important. He put a blockade on uh, products coming in from France. So he yeah. banned French <laughs> good. produce coming into the country, which was good. Devil bangers, very, yeah, kickers, yeah. <laughs> flick knives. All that carry on. But at the same time, he was banning brandy coming in. And brandy was what actually... Well, yeah, well, yeah. alcohol Champagne. in general that was coming from there is uh, cheese. <laughs> yeah, but mostly brandy. That was what mm. really cheesed people off. They were drinking a lot of it, so they didn't have a spirit. At the same time, William saw that the uh, farmers of the country had a glut of grain. So, working with the landowning parliamentarians, he sort dis- of the gentry, yeah, the gentry. They came up with this idea to allow them to use this grain to make a distillate. So they actually relaxed distillation laws and William was sort of pioneering this move to allow people to have a go at making their own spirits and at the same time uh, in 1694 he was in place to oversee the establishment of the Bank of England. So he's quite, oh, he's quite an all-round legend isn't quite he? A dude. And this was related to the Tonnage Act and so he enabled the country to levy duties on ship trade and raise tax on beer. What? So, yeah, at the same time as giving everyone a chance to distill, he was making beer more expensive. And Why? he was a big drinker. He when liked, was he around? What was uh, his, this? Was 16, um, what centuries were we in? 1680s, late state okay. 1600s. 17th century. <clears throat> 17th century. 17th century. <laughs> I always get that wrong as well, Tom. Yeah, yeah it's tricky one, isn't it? Ooh, sounds so wrong. But he was drinking these juniper spirits, his Haneva. And so, almost in honour, a lot of people who started distilling would add juniper to the spirit. And because of that, William of Orange, a Dutchman, gave us gin. gin. Now, in hindsight, he might have been a bit more careful with the, the legislation that he put into place. He wouldn't last long, actually. And what happened as we go into the 18th century right. is that everyone in London in particular was having been yeah. making this gin. And by the 1720s, uh, we had a massive a epidemic mm. on our hands. But I do think that the fact that he gave us this opportunity and he brought gin into our country, encouraged people to make it, but the stuff we would have been drinking back then would have been more like Canaver and that it would have been quite malt-driven and it really wasn't until... Quite oily. Yeah, and that was pot-stilled. So then we go into the creation of the column still or highly rectified spirits and London mm. dry gin, which is what we think of as gin, gin today, stone. which happens over 100 years later. Have you tried Nordes gin? I haven't, no. From Glithia in Spain? No. I had a gin tonic from that last night. So good. William was a bit of a dude generally. He did drink a fair amount. He drank a lot more after his wife died. There are accounts of him going on hunts without taking bullets for his gun 
and shooting and wondering why he hadn't killed anything because he'd had a, good a little bit too much to drink. Because he was grieving. He was Yeah, he, was he, quite, he took it quite really quite wife. badly. Because often not in that day and age were arranged marriages, certainly at that level. So mm. you never know if actually they're quite secretly a bit chuffed yeah, or, or a bit gutted. Yeah, yeah, I think he was a bit gutted. Or maybe his wife just didn't like him drinking. Mm. And when she died, he was like... He was friends with Peter the Great, who's been one of our legends of liquor, and the friendship was cemented over gin and vodka, with Peter leaving William a gift of a £10,000 ruby. So wow, I need a friend like that. By all yeah. accounts. So he was a bit of a European, despite what he did to the French, and um, he died when he fell off his horse, and the horse tripped over a molehill, oh. which is... A pretty shit way to end your life. Yeah, that is. Uh, That's not very really, lustrous. I think the fact that he's given us gin, that he really Encouraged shook up gin. the system in, with distillation, got us thinking about it. Okay, it went in the wrong direction eventually, but initially he did great things. So for that reason, we he salute is you, legend of liquor. I think it's a great one, and I think certainly with gin being so popular today, that even though we had the dodgy turn, which um, Hogarth. Yeah. reflected in yeah. his paintings and whatnot I think um, we're back on the right track well thanks everyone um, another wonderful podcast um, wasn't it just <laughs> oh. and if you want any more wine information then go to my site www.themistressofwine.com thanks if you've enjoyed this podcast and like to learn more about drink then you can see Ben and Tom the thinking drinkers in our live show where we'll be tasting alcohol making you laugh we're on tour. All dates and ticket prices can be found on our website, www.thinkingdrinkers.com. Please buy a ticket. I think all that is left is to say adieu. Au revoir. Cheers. Ciao. This was a Grand Crew podcast from Seven Digital. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.